Jafar, quick, you gotta come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Whoa, wait a minute, Doc. What are you doing? I need fuel, quick. Go ahead, quick, get in the car. No, 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 Ben. I just got here, Chris just got here. We're gonna take the truck for a spin. Well, bring him along. This concerns him, too. Whoa, wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, do we become assholes or something? You're already both assholes. No, 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 no. Jafar, both you and Chris turn out fine. This is about your podcast, Jafar. Something's gotta be done about your podcast. And Chris. <laughs> I, I was here, too. Theme song! Do, 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 do. Everyone, welcome back to Draft the Universe, the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. Yeah, buddy. I think it's Royale, actually. <laughs> Royale. We have to go eat at Royale with cheese. That just opened in downtown. Oh, seriously? It's a yeah. Pulp Fiction-themed cheeseburger place. <laughs> God. I saw that episode of Community. Hold on. I just watched that episode of Community with my wife, and oh, man. we what? really need to go. <laughs> I just I'm, I had a vision of like opening day. We all we all show up there. And somebody jumps on a table. Don't fucking move. <laughs> it means I'll need to get my gimp suit out of the closet. It's not in the closet, Ben. It's at the dry cleaners. Where we belong. They're the only people I trust. <laughs> it's the same. You treat your gimp suit the same way you you do your uh, your work uniform. You know. You sweating that thing, you gotta have it ready for the beginning of every week. Mm-hmm. You yeah. never know when that thing's gonna get dirty. Yeah. And you don't want it to be dirty before that point. Although I do know one thing about keeping a gimp suit at, yeah, about keeping a gimp suit at home, and that is that if you do, there's like a ninety percent chance that your house is haunted and a ghost will hop into that gimp suit and like do terrible things to your family. Is that when you piss off Spock? Yes, yes. But yeah. Dr. Spock, the, the, the child psychologist. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Spock, Spock. <laughs> no, we're talking like uh, uh, gay fashionista Spock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen that season of American Horror Story. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so we're here and we're doing the time travel destination draft. Yep. Um, we have a couple of guidelines. We have kind of soft imposed on ourselves um we are going to either be picking something kind of specific but we might not have dates involved either because we don't know when it was example hanging out with dinosaurs you're not going to say well july 21st you know <laughs> that's not how that works yeah. um alternatively future dates um none of us last time i checked are nostradamus so we will not be saying exact dates for future things. Um, yeah, the general idea is that we don't want somebody to draft the 1920s and then basically get everything that happened in the 1920s. We want to be specific. Um, it'll make the research a lot more painless, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you yeah. can say something like, I want to go to 
a 1920s like post-war ball and not be specific about the date but narrow it down enough where we know what we're talking about yeah. that's cool um yeah but no, let's, but let's, no let's shenanigans let's, yeah but let's stop talking about the rules and actually uh <laughs> no hold on i mean we, we should pull back the veil a little bit yeah part uh, the kimono well, i was gonna part say the, yeah. I, I almost said like well, let's stop talking about the rules and just get to drafting. But we can we can continue talking a little bit more. Yeah, um, well, yeah. and I, I think this is this is a fun thing to talk about because this is uh, in kind of a very pure form what this podcast is about. It is uh, finding things that we find interesting, find enjoyable, and it's going to be different for all of us here. And so I think we're going to get a lot of our own personalities into these. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are a lot. There are an infinite number of great picks. Um, there are so many picks that there's no way we could possibly research them, which is why we didn't. Yep. Um, we record. We are recording this. <laughs> yeah, make it sound. Like, make it sound totally intentional. <laughs> literally, right after we finished the uh, captains uh, debate, we went out, grabbed lunch, and now we're back. Which means that I'm still salty about Captain Crunch losing to uh, good old Honest Abe. And see, I might pick that debate and go back and just relive that moment of my victory. And so. I might pick that debate and go back and change the whole thing. So, well, I've got first pick and I can tell you with certainty that I am not picking that shit. So <laughs> <laughs> you're all good on that. Um, regardless, uh, there is no, there's been no preparation done for this one, um, which isn't a warning so much as a acknowledgement that this is going to be real off the cuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little differently um, than usual. We're not going to fun though. We're not yeah. going to. We're not even going to waste people's time with a strategy corner because we ain't got no strategies this time. <laughs> there is no strategy involved today. Yeah. I mean, alternate. Alternatively, we could just go in a circle, um, real quick. Hi, this is Chris. My strategy is I'm going to pick some stuff that I like and know about. Jafar? Hello, Internet. This is Jafar. I'm going to pick some stuff that I'm going to think of as we're talking about it. And this is Ben. I'm going to pick some stuff I haven't thought of yet. I hope that's funny when we splice in the interstitial. I think it would be funnier <laughs> if we did it now that you've said that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we could do some acapellas. Okay, we'll record this to splice in later, okay? So... Cool, and now we don't splice that in. We leave it where it is, and it's great. <laughs> Masters of our craft. All right. Oh, yeah. Um... Well, do we want to just get right into the draft? Yeah, why not? I mean, um, <laughs> the quickest we've gone from cold open to drafting. <laughs> well, I think uh, real quick, because uh, we want to have actual some actual content in this episode. That's yeah. true. Uh, who is your favorite time traveler? Hmm. Hmm. Um, I mean, I did draft uh, Jack Harkness in the captain's draft, um... I am a fan of Doctor Who. I have been a fan of Doctor Who for a long time. 
Um, I'm admittedly not caught up on Capaldi right now. I still have a couple episodes and then his uh, the Christmas special there to watch. Yeah, I couldn't really shake off the whole Malcolm from uh, the thick of it. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> My favorite from yeah. when they announced him is all of the like cuts of like trailers and his like his first two episodes <laughs> with the vocals of in the thick of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Just fucking buy. <laughs> to to the probably majority of people that don't know what we're talking about, BBC show in the thick of it. Check it out. It's fucking great. It's real funny. Yeah. I think it's on Hulu. It's on something streaming that I have access to at home. Sure. Because let's I say, looked it up for fun the other day and yeah. saw that it was there. Let's let's say. Hold on a second. We'll say this on Hulu. Check that show out on Hulu. Hey Hulu. We're definitely uh, waiting for your che- your paycheck. Give us the money now. <laughs> or if you we don't have the, the time, just check out the uh, the clip of him explaining Star Wars on In the Thick of It. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, the Doctor as a time traveler is a real interesting character because he's one of the few time travelers that we get in pop culture that is not human. Mm-hmm. Um, he is observing our history rather than reliving what he has learned. Um, so everything is kind of a first take or second take, depending on if he's been there or not already for him. And it offers a unique perspective on our history that we wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And I appreciate it for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, mandatory don't blink joke, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a good episode. Um, I have never been as big a fan of that episode as most people. Yeah, your favorite is the Satan Pit, right? <laughs> I fucking hate the Satan Pit. <laughs> um, no, uh, Girl in the Fireplace is probably my favorite episode of Doctor Who. That's um, cool. And also the one that I use for introductions. It's really good because it's the first time uh, Mickey time travels. Mm-hmm. And so they actually go through and bother to explain a bunch of the like base mechanics of the show to him. <laughs> so it actually works as a really good introduction for people to the show. Cool. All right, Chris, who's your favorite uh, time traveler? Um, my gut, re- my gut reaction was to like say, um, oh, uh, Leto the second, of course. But um, <laughs> is it traveling through time when you experience all of time at once? That's that's see that was the argument I was going to try and make. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I. I I think that there's a lot of really interesting, not necessarily time travel stuff, but timey-wimey travel stuff. Um, 2001 Space Odyssey has some Mm. cool cool things going on there. Um, (laughs) Actual time traveler. um, Ah, yes. Actual time traveler. That would be uh, Bill Murray's character in Groundhog's Day. (laughs) Okay. Cool. (laughs) He travels a very short distance, but he does travel that distance a very long time. Hold That's on, true. Ben, before you say it, I'm writing the name down, showing it to Chris. We'll okay. see what we'll see what we get. All right. Calling the shot. Calling the shot. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite time traveler, Ben? Doc Brown. Oh, yeah, okay. I I, I did the cold open for this one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I thought you were going to go with Rufus. I mean, Rufus yeah. is a Rufus is real good. Santi Moss High School football rules. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those those are 
good movies. Uh, yeah, I was I was convinced you were going to go with Rufus. Rufus is a great choice. Uh, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted basically did this draft. <laughs> they did. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in fact, all my research will be watching Bill and Ted. Oh, Station. What should I pick? Yeah, man. In the in the immortal words of Socrates, be excellent to each other. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Wild stallions. <laughs> yeah let's uh, uh let, let, well, let's continue doing those visual gags for the audience at home i'm doing the uh wild stallions uh the really weird salute that everybody does with like the, the slow motion guitar the strum. slow yeah. motion guitar strum like Remember? the air sweep yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's there there are a lot of great uh time travel things out there mm-hmm. not everybody does it well not everybody does it consistently. Looking at you, Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just slingshot around the sun. Why don't they use this to solve every problem in Star Trek from here on out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Superman. Superman's another good time traveler. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Probably has the the least sensical way of traveling through time, right? I mean, <laughs> him and Flash the same. Oh, uh, Flash. Oh, Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Barry Allen. Please stop. <laughs> Love time. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, I, I mean, Flashpoint was a pretty cool uh, universe. Flashpoint was real interesting. Um, the comic book Flashpoint. Uh, the TV show Flashpoint. Not the same. Not, not, really. not even close to the same. But they also were working with a lot less. You can't just pull Thomas Wayne out of nowhere for that. Yeah, that's true. It, it would be difficult to, like... Uh, like totally wholesale uh, adopt a story in which the major character is the father of a character that you've been on air totally refusing to acknowledge even exists. They did though. They have now. Yeah. Yeah. It took them fucking long enough. I just want a goddamn Batman TV show. Is that too much, too much to ask? I had one when I was a kid. You have I one want, now. It's called oh, Gotham. Gotham is a, uh, Gotham, <laughs> Gotham is to Batman TV shows what like a softcore porn video is to regular porn. <laughs> like they they know what you want to see and they're just not giving it to you. Okay. <laughs> Having not watched softcore porn or Gotham, I'm going to take your word on that one. Lord of the G Strings, man. That's where it's at. I'll take your word on that. <laughs> oh, come on. That might have been part of my research had I been able to draft the captains of the West. <laughs> but I wasn't, so I didn't. No, you were not. Yeah. And I think we are all in agreement that that was the best. Yeah. Mm. Oh, uh, so apologies. This is a draft episode. We need to make some oh. apologies. Uh, my yeah. first apology is to um, uh, Lady Jane Franklin, a driving force behind the Sir John Franklin story. Um it was kind of her enthusiasm for for finding her um, pretty clearly dead husband uh, that that uh, I guess inspired people's uh, imaginations about the whole like topic of the Northwest Passage for basically the next two hundred years after he was uh, lost in the ice. Um, so um, I noticed that we didn't draft a ton of of lady captains. Ben, of course, I think drafted the only one. Yeah. Um, but uh, so in, in the story of one of our captains, uh, Sir John Franklin, uh, Lady Jane Franklin uh, was a tremendously large character and probably even more important than her husband. So um, I have a couple apologies here as well. 
Um, I referred to uh, Captain Fantastic, the Elton John album, as Captain Fantastic and the Brown Pants Boys. Um, that was actually Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. <laughs> Brown Pants Boys. Yeah, I messed that one up real bad. <laughs> um, don't even know what that means. Uh, the Brown pa- the Brown Pants Boys? Yeah. I might be able to spell it out for you. <laughs> We're good. Um, also, be my brown pants. <laughs> it's like a monk thing or something. It's like, like the a friar tuck. It's like the uh, it's like the brown coats from Firefly, except no, because it's about people who poop their pants. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, apologies to Wayne Gretzky. One for not being used. He's an excellent captain. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I referred to his tenures as captain and failed to acknowledge his missed ninety two ninety three season. Uh, so, so to any of our obsessive sports fans who might be listening to the show, and, hi Mike, and we're also upset about me failing to note mention that. I do apologize. Yep. You messed something up with the Welsh too, right? Um, no, no, no. I'm good with the Welsh. Yeah. Uh, no, he tried to uh to apolog- uh, to placate the Welsh by. Uh, talking about Gwen Cooper and yeah, uh, I don't owe an apology to the Welsh. Ben does. No, you owe an apology <laughs> to yourself for backing <laughs> down on your standards. <sighs> I don't think I have any apologies. Uh, well, that's good because it's too late to apologize. We're going to the draft. We actually don't do a musical cue no, we right don't. there. <laughs> we might need to fluff this episode out a bit, though. This might That's be right. a real short one by the time it's said and done. I got some good picks, and I can go on a little bit to, to, to chew up some time. So I've got nothing predetermined. I've got literally a blank slate. Well, I had a couple of things that like I knew I was going to want to pick anyways, just because they're time periods I've always been interested in, um, or at least have been interested in a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were a couple that came to me as we were eating lunch. So we'll see uh, what kind of draft picks uh, are powered by Buffalo Wild Wings, um, which we're also, also should give us money. We're, yeah, we're also pleased to uh, announce our brand new partnership with Buffalo Wild Wings, um, who is definitely <laughs> in the process of sending us a paycheck right now. I think we just actually paid them. So I don't know. That's true. I mean, Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm just going to make a sincere plea to you right now. Um, we've got a, a great opportunity for a sponsorship. Um, we, uh, as friends for a very long time, have been dining at your establishment. Um, we are big fans of your many sauces um, and uh, quite a few of your dry rubs as well. Um, and for a long time, we have participated in a ritual that we call the wing draft, where we take our leftover wings and we draft them to determine who gets to go home with all of the wings. Um, It's the only way that a bunch of people who really like to eat wings can have an equitable split of the leftovers after we've all basically stuffed our faces together from the same giant pile of wings. So coming soon to a podcast place near you, the wing draft. Wing draft. The wing draft. The actual origins of this podcast. <laughs> We've been doing wing draft for years. Yeah. And uh, 
I'm just saying, Buffalo Wild Wings, this is a great opportunity to get in on the ground floor of a podcast that is going places, is run <laughs> by several knowledgeable, funny dudes who really like your wings and are totally willing to pimp themselves for those wings. You could pay us in wings. We'd take that. We'd take that. Um, all right, enough uh, begging for sponsorship. The draft is time to begin. I have the first pick, and I know what I'm taking. All right. Taking April 5th, 2063. Um, okay. Now, I'm taking this day. This is a predicted date of a event in the future that I'm taking whatever day this actually ends up being. But I'm going to defer to the future knowledge of Star Trek. Uh, April 5th, 2063 is first contact with yep. an alien species. Excellent. Um, in this, in First Contact, um, has featured in Star Trek First Contact, the movie, um, Vulcans land in Montana and make initial contact with humans in person. Uh, whatever that day may end up being in the future, this is a surrogate for. I will not be simply referring to the Star Trek First Contact. Um, so you're taking the, the, the theoretical first day of contact with an alien race. Yes. So and not like first cuz I imagine that there will be like just from a purely scientific standpoint, <laughs> I imagine we will know there are aliens before we talk to them. That's that's true. Um uh, just to be clear though, you are taking a day in the 1980s, right? Cuz ET. That was a true story. Uh, I believe Close Encounters of the Third Kind places first contact in the 60s. Yeah. And I haven't seen that movie in a long time. 70s maybe. Cool. I think um, Men in Black puts it in the 60s as well. Men in Black goes back a bit. Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen the time travel Men in Black to know when that goes back to, <laughs> to be perfectly yeah. honest. I'm, I'm okay so, with just owning that outright. Sure. Regardless, um, so, so future date. Well, well, I'm, I'm okay with you having the, the once and future uh, first contact day. <laughs> yeah, for, first contact is what I'm drafting. Yeah, all right. Um, under the guise of April 5th, 2063, so that mm -hmm. we have something to call it. Sure. <clears throat> okay, so it's, it goes to me now as second place. Yep. Um, <clears throat> this will probably come as no surprise to uh, these two guys who know me quite well, um, but I'm going to go for something that I know a bit about um, and that I have a great deal of uh, interest in and I find fascinating. So I'm going to go with Chicago in 1893 the uh, World's Fair exhibition. Could have called that. Um, yeah. Now, to be clear, I'm also going to take a side, um, like a little field trip, um, because also happening in Chicago in 1893, as you might be aware, um, a particular fella was killing a bunch of other people. Um, we'll leave that to the next episode. Um, all of the diehard history fans will already know who I'm talking about. So just so it doesn't come as a surprise, I'm going to be leaving the fairgrounds for a brief um, field trip to a uh, murder castle. Ben. July 20th, 1969. Yes. You're not going to tell us anything that happened. You're just going to say July 20th, 1969 and just leave it there. I was just, I was seeing if you guys uh, got the, knew the date. I know some people out there, some, some, some of my fellow nerds who really like this bit of, uh, of history and science. I already know what I'm talking about. 
the date is is important. The location is more important. The Sea of Tranquility. I'm going to be there when they land on the moon. Ah. Okay. 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 Excellent choice. I hope that you brought a spray, a spacesuit. I'm fine with it either way. <laughs> Real cool if I'm there and I get to interact with uh, Neil and Buzz. I'm also just cool if they show up and there isn't my frozen corpse on the moon. Yeah, well, and they have to call up to Michael Collins like, "There's a dead guy here." Ah, <laughs> uh, guys. I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering if the force of um, your blood boiling out of your ears is enough to achieve orbit on the moon. <laughs> Man, how weird would it have been if we land on the moon and we find not just somebody there, but somebody there who just did not plan for it and yep. was fucking dead. <laughs> he doesn't have a space suit. There's no ship. There's no, nothing. There's no way he could have gotten here before us. It's, it's just he's just got a little bit of wing sauce on the corner of his mouth and a giant fucking grin on. Yep. <laughs> and a telephone booth. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, Ben. What is your uh, first pick of round two? My first pick of round two. <coughs> is. Oh, wow. Uh, just a few months earlier, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with January 30th, 1969. Hmm. Uh, the location, London, Abbey Road Studios. Ooh. That is the day of the Beatles' rooftop concert. Oh, that was actually on my list. <laughs> oh, man. Congratulations. That's a good one. Uh, last time the Beatles played together live... Uh, there's oh, recording of it. They sound real good. It is. It I've is, seen the video. It, it's a fun yeah. concert. Yeah, I think that my favorite moment of the Beatles inspired across the universe is the uh, cover of "Don't Let Me Down" on the top of uh, the Strawberry Fields Studio. Um, man, that song is just so excellent. And to the to this day, I just like whenever I sing that song, I imagine just like. Some like a little bit of a cold wind howling at me on the roof of a building. It's just a great, a great sense memory. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not a sense memory. A great sense fantasy. I was not there. No. Um, you will <laughs> Where be. Were we? You will be. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, you'll still be dead and frozen from the moon. <laughs> but. Well, no. This is before. This is January. Oh, okay. This is before I freeze. To but death but on the no. Moon. But but you did draft it second. That's true. Yeah. And time is not a straight line in this draft. Well, but it does. I, we don't know what time, which which ones I go to first. Ah, that's true. Okay, so that's your challenge for this these matches is if you happen to go to the moon um, before the last match of the of the uh, of the episode, you will be frozen and dead for the next match. That's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my pick for round two. Um, I've got a couple of fun options, but I'm going to go with one that I, I'm going to go with one that I don't want to leave on the table for somebody else. Um, <clears throat> um, it's the summer of 1790. It's New York City. I want to be in the room where it happens. 
Oh. I'm going to be there for the compromise of 1790 in the room where it happens. And I am going to make some Hamilton jokes during this next episode. <laughs> um, I have a very similar pick uh, that I was planning on taking second, which is being present at the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Very nice. Um, Do you want to sleep, sneak into line? Uh, I might sneak into line. Um, we haven't yeah. really talked about changing uh, history. That's kind of what we're not... We're trying to avoid changing history. Yeah. If I can sneak in the line and sign that bad boy without it having an impact on history, maybe just a really sloppy signature that's completely unintelligible and it's just like lost to time who that person was, but I'll know that it was me. That's maybe, enough. I'll take maybe, that. Maybe we'll have to uh, do some research after the after the next episode to see if that did in fact happen, you know? Um, I want to know, but I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> okay, Um, after that, I am going to Greece. Um, date unknown uh sometime between 385 and 370 bc i want to be present for plato's symposium okay wow we are gonna go real patriotic and nerdy with this next uh, next episode oh yeah <laughs> excellent do you know what plato was known for getting uh, crafting shapes and snakes <laughs> uh. <laughs> i mean technically i'll, I'll correct um, Plato is fucking stacked. He was great at wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you mean jacked? I've never heard stacked in that. Um, maybe, maybe stacked, maybe jacked. I've so, heard both. Okay. I've, I've heard both. I know that one is sometimes used to refer to breasts, but I don't know which one. Um, this is a nerd podcast after all, right? <laughs> all right. Um, this one is a little, uh. This was a little strange, um, but I'm going to go to uh, May 26th, 1947. Would anybody care to guess what day that is? I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't think you would. Uh, May 26th, 1947 is the day that Sgt. Pepper taught the band to play. Being, oh. being 20 years ago today on the day of the release of the album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Okay, so... So you want to be there when the, the Beatles learn how to, like, do you want that actual day or do you want, like, the metaphorical Beatles, like, first get together? I'm going to say that May 26, 1947 is my day. Um, it's a single day. Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. I might bring in some things that happened on that day to add a little bit of flavor, but really it's about Sergeant Pepper teaching the band to play. Okay. okay. Just like the actual Beatles were like, on that day. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but it's about Sergeant Pepper. It's not about I the Beatles. Okay. I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about here. Okay. I'm going to take May 29th, 1856. Hold on. Uh, the location is the Bloomington Convention in Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, this is the location of Lincoln's lost speech. I saw something about this earlier this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he gave a speech so moving and powerful, everyone forgot to write down what it was about. <laughs> uh, That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no journalist was able to record what he actually said. Everybody was just able to say, 
Uh, it was really, really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick uh, 1888 Whitechapel, London. Oh, cool. All right. You're going to try and catch the Ripper? Yep. When was Spring Heel Jack? They were close, right? I'm not sure. Yeah. You're familiar with Spring Heel Jack, right? Uh, he just, like, ran, slapped people on the butt and ran away. No, the whole deal about Spring Heel Jack was that he could jump 20 feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally Spring Heeled. It's like, somebody was like, <laughs> I don't know. I like to believe that there were some, like, some some really drunk rich people in uh, England having a ton of fun with just a complex series of ropes and pulleys. <laughs> just like, <laughs> and because, you know, the whole thing was so poorly lit at night that you could get away with this kind of shit. It's just like, um, you find a couple of drunks coming out of a bar and one of your buddies dresses up in a, a costume, hits somebody like, you know, on, on the butt and then literally jumps up onto a building from the ground. <laughs> Is it mine again? Uh, I believe so. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go into the future for this one. Um, I'm going to go to a future where the elder race of man has left the planet, um, and the priesthood of Syrinx has completely taken over. People barely remember anything about the old world until one man finds a guitar in a cave, and incites a rebellion. The year is 2112. I'm going to Russia's 2112. Uh, in and around the Temple of Syrinx. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm just... <laughs> I'm not familiar with that album. Uh, I am, but it's a really weird pick. Um, <laughs> I mean, cool place to be, presumably. Uh... Okay, so I've got two in a row to close this thing out. Um, the first, I'm going to July 13th, 1985. Um, I'm going to be in two places. I, I actually want the same day twice. Okay. I want to spend it in London, and I want to spend it in Philadelphia. I want to be at both stages of Live Aid. Nice. 1985. Um, right. This is what is historically known as Queen putting on the greatest rock and roll performance of all time. Mm -hmm. On top of that in London, you get U2, The Who, Paul McCartney, and also one of David Bowie's finest performances ever. Bob, um, Bob Geldof too, right? There's a bunch of people. I'm, yeah. I'm highlighting. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of very famous people attached to this. In Philly, you get Madonna, uh, Tom Petty, Bob Dylan, Black Sabbath, um, Everyone who's left alive of Led Zeppelin at the time. Uh, you get Duran Duran. You get the Beach Boys. Like, Live Aid was crazy. Um, and I would love to be able to experience it. Uh, Bowie's Live Aid set has always been one of my favorite um, Bowie performances. Specifically, um, his cut of Heroes um, is incredibly charged and powerful from that day. And I would love to be able to go and experience it. Um, for my second pick, I'm going to take the exact opposite kind of a thing, where I want like an hour or two of every day from a long series of days. Um, I'm going to 600 BC India, 
and uh, go to Buddha's lectures. Cool. I mean, Rush didn't write an album about that, unfortunately for you. But um, they might still. That's true. Very well might have written a song about it already. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yep, um, so it's back to me um, to round out my picks. Um, I'm going to Bethel, New York in uh, mid-August, August 17th of 1969. To the first time that Joe Cocker performed with a little help from my friends <laughs> at Woodstock. The beginning of a fucking dynasty. John Robert Cocker. Order, Order of the British, British Empire. Empire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I briefly considered drafting uh, a number of important dates in, mm-hmm. in uh, Joe Cocker's life. Joe Cocker's life. <laughs> um, I, I had almost taken Woodstock over Live Aid. I had considered it. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't because <laughs> I want you to have that. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't because I take Woodstock 99. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> Uh, if there has ever been proof that you can't recapture magic, <laughs> um, yeah, and that it's the it's the warped tour for the last twenty years, yeah. right? Well, and it's also the the hindsight is twenty twenty. Had there been like live film cameras and like recording of every bit of Woodstock, people might remember like. Oh yeah, I just sat in mud for three days, and there were some really great concerts, but like there was no food, and I had to poop in a corner. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If it wasn't Woodstock, it was a really shitty music festival with some really great bands. Man, my uh... dad tells this story. Like one of my dad's greatest regrets in life is not going to Woodstock because he was like ready to go, oh, man. and something had happened, and he wasn't able to attend. Oh, that sucks. My yeah. favorite story about Woodstock is how they were worried that fucking Iron Butterfly was going to cause a riot with Inagata De Vida <laughs> because that's what the world was like back then. <laughs> I am going to October 26th, uh, 1881. All right. Uh, and the location is Tombstone in the Arizona Territories. Mm. I'm going to the gunfight at the OK Corral. Which is actually the gunfight across from the OK Corral. Yeah, interesting. Because it was in an empty alleyway, but there's no name for an alleyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, you are going to die at so many of these stops, Ben. (laughs) Ben's got a lot of death going on. Mine are very chill in comparison. All right. Um, Honorable mentions. Uh, I've got a really strong honorable mention that I considered drafting, but couldn't bring myself to... um, in the face of the signing of the Declaration of Independence and learning from Plato and Buddha, I couldn't bring myself to draft August 6th, 1999, which is the day The Sixth Sense premiered. The opportunity to see that movie before it got fucking ruined by everyone forever. <laughs> I'd want to take that. Just be able to actually experience it for what it was. Yeah. Um... I have, I think I have two, um, and one of them I'm not certain of the date. It's just a photo that I saw recently of the um, uh, out, outdoorsman and uh, conservationist John Moore, Muir, Muir, Muir. 
I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he was uh, one of the you dudes. Can, you can phone a friend if you want. Seth will know. <coughs> Seth would know. But um, John John Muir was um, uh, one of the dudes who was very uh, instrumental in creating um, uh, Yosemite National Park. Uh, and there's a trail that's, that runs through a bunch of national parks around that area of the world that is named for him. And there's a picture of him standing on top of a mountain with uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Ooh, uh, that's cool. Which would, yeah, that would be a great, like, <laughs> you want to you wanna talk about an interesting hike to go on? <laughs> that one right there. Um, <clears throat> my uh, real um, honorable mention, though, is the uh, first Impressionist exhibition in Paris in April of 1874. Um, I mean... Granted that we have the entirety of time to draft from, but there aren't a lot of opportunities to be there at the beginning of something and to be there at the beginning of the Impressionist um, movement and and to be able to see all of these paintings for the first time in their original context, to be able to talk to Monet about the painting on the wall. Um, I can't imagine a cooler uh, moment to be there for. Okay, and mine, uh, I... I was really tempted to go with this. Uh, the uh, birth of the empty fort strategy uh, in uh, 195 in China. Uh, two warlords were fighting it out, and uh, one had sent his troops out on a, on a mission when a rival warlord shows up uh, at, his, uh, at his city. So he just opens up all the doors and only puts like a couple of guys on the, uh, on the, um, on the walls. So the attacking warlord thinks, well, this is clearly a trap, and, like, goes around, at which point the the other general is able to rally his troops from wherever he sent them and crush his enemy. <laughs> cool. All right, well, that's the draft. Um, this is, like, our shortest episode ever. Yep. Yeah, what are we at? Uh, we're at 47 minutes unedited right oh, now. Boy. And, you know, we're cutting out the first little bit. Um, but, yeah, this is... I wish I would have had some more time. There's uh, there's some battles I would I would like to have gone back and seen. And died at. Yeah. Um, I mean, Thermopylae. I mean, I mean, how badly do you want to witness slaughter? I mean, I would rather... <laughs> I'd rather see I'd have to imagine. Than... I'd have to imagine that Thermopylae... Probably, like, one of the worst-smelling historical events of all time. Oh, it has to be. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, man. But I was, like, also considering, uh... Oh, I forget which pope it is, but at one point, uh, Attila the Hun came to sack Rome, sat mm -hmm. down in private with a pope, and then turned around and left. <laughs> uh, but... You know, we were doing this one off the cuff, and so I'm picking the things I had some some knowledge of before I could pick the things that I'm like, what are those, you know, room where it happened mysteries where mm -hmm. I could be solving something? Yeah, I mean, I would like to go back and to, like, be there in the room where the Voynich, manus the Voynich Manuscript is uh, produced for the first time. Is that that thing that nobody can read? Yeah. They, 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 they're figuring it out right now. Well, they think they might be. But there's also the possibility that a computer has learned to generate a very con convincing fiction around it. Um, also fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh no! If we create AI because we're trying, a uh, computer's trying to uh, 
bullshit its way around not knowing something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's plenty of other of other excellent choices for this draft. We could probably do this all over again and not choose the same things. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, oh, another honorable mention: uh, the speech Teddy Roosevelt gave after he got shot. Oh yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been a good one. Yeah, there's a there's several moments in that speech where he's just like. Um, now they're telling me that I need to go, but I'm not going to. I need to talk about how awful this other politician is. Um, oh, that's a Teddy. that's a integrity move. Um, There's oh. also a few of them where there are things I want to pick, but my wife is an English teacher, and so like I can't go back and like listen to the speeches Mark Antony and Brutus gave after Caesar's death because they're probably not as good as whatever Shakespeare wrote. And if I come back and I'm like, well, they actually said this. You know, my Shakespeare teaching wife would be like, "Shut up, we're we're going with what's in the book." I think <laughs> yeah, if I had to guess, it'd probably be like, "Dude, he bled so much." <laughs> just so. or just like, "Man, that is one dead dude." Well, this is at the funeral. This was a couple days later, and they're both they were both uh, renowned okay. orators. This is the I, I the friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Okay, I thought uh, you were, I thought you were talking like, what did Brutus say in response to a to Brutus? No, he, he probably, yeah, like... Probably just wh- like, because you're a dick, chink. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we think we think we figured it out, but it would be interesting to uh, be on uh, Amelia Earhart's plane and find out for sure what happened. Yeah, that's true. Why do you insist on dying, Ben? Every place you want to go to um, involves a Getting captured death. by the Japanese. Uh, <laughs> Or the, the disappearance of the Mary Rose, the, the ship that showed up with none of the passengers on it. Uh, Jamestown. Well, we know what happened there. Yeah. Roanoke. Roanoke, Roanoke that's, would be... That's what I was thinking. That's what Sorry. Thinking of, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Roanoke. Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, yeah. And you said Jamestown, not Jonestown. Which is the thing I thought you said. <laughs> <laughs> Jonestown, um, go back and just be, and just steal the Kool Aid. <laughs> well, it wasn't actually Kool Aid. I know it was Flavor Aid, and yeah. I, I'm I'm aware. Okay, <laughs> steal all their Flavor Aid. <laughs> you're gonna kill a bunch of people. You're gonna have to do it the old-fashioned way. That's too dark. We can't. Yeah, we're gonna cut a lot of this. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, um, no, but there's there are there are a lot of really cool things, and we didn't really. We didn't take full advantage of going to the future. Um, no. I'd, yeah. We can save that for later. I'd like to be there um, to see if Hitler actually died. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if there's a place where you're going to die, it's Hitler's bunker while the Soviets are coming after you. Yeah, it's true. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. Spend the next couple of days uh, researching our, uh, our picks uh, and come back. Realize uh, what... What better answers we could have come what up with? Terrible mistakes we've made. Yeah, yeah. Judging from the um, uh, dead reaction, I'm guessing that twenty one twelve was not as much of a get as I imagined it would be. <laughs> I've never listened to Rush. I've never enjoyed listening to Rush, except for YYZ. That song's solid. Yeah. YYZ. Yeah, yeah. Y- YYZ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, ben. you know why it's called YYZ? Because because they're part of the Commonwealth. No, the uh, drum beat in the beginning, the dan 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 is Y Y Z in Morse code. Oh, 
Oh. Yep. Neat. Yep. <laughs> There's your uh, your complimentary rush fact of the day. Okay, cool. I'm glad we got that out. Um, all right. Yeah, this will be good. And uh, we'll be back next week to debate these choices. All right. Yeah. As always, thanks to the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. You can find their music at bandcamp.com. And feel free to send us any ideas for future draft picks or criteria at drafttheuniverse at gmail.com. And join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter at DraftTheVerse and on Facebook at facebook.com slash DraftTheUniverse. You gotta come back with me. Say what you will about Hitler. The man killed Hitler. <laughs> <laughs>